This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15, 10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Fish of the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam back! Get them ready for the NBA Duncan Contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I haven't spoken to you much today. Well, we've both been very busy. We've been busy men. We've been kind of tired men. After a long day at state basketball yesterday, a late night back here at the studio after driving around around central Kansas. <laughs> but Steve, it's an exciting day because we know what's coming up tomorrow. After a really good win for this McPherson team, 57-41, over Topeka Seaman on the girls' side to open up the state tournament, all eyes are set on the state semifinals in what I believe could be the two best teams in 5A this year. I believe they're the two best teams in 5A. Does that mean that either of these teams will win the state championship? I don't know. But I believe these are the two best teams. And if you are going to rank the top five teams in the entire state, top to bottom, these two teams are in that mix. Of the two best teams, two of the best five teams in the state, when you throw out a team like Derby in 6A, when you throw in there a Bishop Miege team in 4A, when you throw in there Central Plains, who hasn't lost in 500 years, you throw in St. Thomas Aquinas and McPherson into this mix too. And it's unfortunate that these two teams have to play to me in the semifinals. But these are the two best teams in 5A, in my opinion. And these are two of the best three basketball programs of all time across the state. And we are in for one exciting semifinal on Friday afternoon in Emporia. Well, I think all you have to do is the eyeball test. And if you do the eyeball test, it was pretty evident. Aquinas was really, really good. They are really good. They're really good. They really kind of took apart May South yesterday. May South had no answers. And that ended up being almost a 20-point game. Uh, May South, of course, you know, been embroiled in controversy. But uh, I don't I don't care. Even if May South – if May South would have entered the game 22-0 and played Aquinas in the first round, it wouldn't have made any difference. I mean, no matter the – you know, the well, back- if they were 22-0, their case is probably that they would not have well, played St. Thomas exactly. Aquinas. But I'm just saying as a backdrop, throw all the other nonsense with the you know aside. If they would have just met St. Thomas Aquinas 
was easily the better team. They they are the 4A Miege. This is going to be McPherson's new uh, kryptonite, their new big rival. Aquinas is going to be their big rival in basketball as long as McPherson stays in 5A. St. Thomas Aquinas had a fairly easy win over May South yesterday, 47-29. to And it was a very physical game, but Aquinas is the three-time defending state champion in 5A for a reason. This is a very good team, and they are very big. They are very physical. And when we look at this matchup for tomorrow, it's going to be the speed, the horse race team that could just go and go and go against a big, strong Aquinas team. And I think the key for McPherson on Friday afternoon is going to be can they make shots. And we've been saying that a lot this year. But this time more... I don't see the Bullpups scoring at hardly at all inside. I really don't. Aquinas has a 6'3 center. I mean, and she is just an absolute beast in there. Tremendous footwork down low. I mean, Maggie Leaf and Cassie Cooks are going to be giving away six, five, six inches to her. I mean, and not only is she 6'3", but she's a strong 6'3". I mean, she's a young 6'3". She's, she's a just fre- a freshman. Yeah, she's a freshman. She looks like a... Freshman in college, but she's very strong. She's very skilled. But uh, one thing about this Aquinas team, and this is probably the best thing that could have happened to Aquinas was having today off. Yes. Their starters played basically the entire game. I think only 11 minutes were not played by a starter. Those those five starters were all around the 30-minute mark, you know, 31, 30, 29, 28 minutes. And May South plays a style – that really wears you out. I mean, they press and they make you play hard. Now, Aquinas only had 13 turnovers. I thought they did a pretty good job. But, uh, man, they can control tempo. They really can control tempo. Uh, they've got a really good guard, a sophomore guard. I can't remember her name offhand. Um, Are you referring to Madison Skelton? Madison Skelton. She had 17 points and then 18 for uh, the 6'3 girl. And really, you know, you look at, they carry the load. That That's the majority of their points. I think they only had about 10 or 11 other points. So uh, it's basically two players offensively carry the load, but defensively as a collective effort, they really get after it. And the thing I notice the most, they're right in your face on defense. So the Bullpups, it's going to be another game. Yesterday, they were not the quicker team. No. Topeka Seaman, that, and, that's, and that was – what kept Seaman in the game for a half is their quickness. And Cameron Turner is just maybe one of the five best players in 5 Well, she is one of the best five best players in 5A. But that's what kept them in the game. And McPherson's going to be giving away some quickness again because those three perimeter girls for Aquinas, man, are they just – they're skilled, they're quick, and they just play so, so hard. I want to talk a little bit more about Aquinas here in a minute. But before we do that, I want to run through the bracket real quick, Steve. And I want to talk again about McPherson's win over Topeka Seaman yesterday. I feel like we've hardly talked about it just because the storyline has shifted from the win over Seaman to the matchup with Aquinas. So the other two games in 5A, McPherson and Aquinas are through on the top half of the bracket. The other two games were both upsets, and they were both won by teams from the East. Goddard had an awesome win over Blue, or excuse me, Blue Valley Southwest had an awesome win over Goddard, 36 to 34. Goddard led late in the game, but the Timberwolves howled. I tried to be funny, and it oh, wasn't funny. Yeah. And they found a way to come back and win and beat a very good Goddard team. 
And that was the one game that you and I looked at, Steve, and thought there's a chance well, coach, that, that Goddard could lose that game. Off the record, Coach, I can say it now, now the game's over. Coach Strathman, I asked him who was going to win that game, and he said Blue Valley Southwest. He called that game correctly, a seven beating a two. That doesn't happen very often. And I think it was a little bit to do with Blue Valley Southwest was a very good team. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that Goddard wasn't good. It was that Blue Valley Southwest was surprisingly good. And remember, they play in the Eastern Kansas League. Right. And they play so many good teams. When you have to go up against Bishop Miege, St. Thomas Aquinas, Blue Valley North, who has been very good this year, right. and everybody else in that league, right. Mill Valley, they're hanging around in that league, and nobody's even talking about them. They're a good team. It improves you so much. And this is a Blue Valley Southwest team that has only lost six times this year. The other game that was also an upset with a team from the East beating the higher-seeded team from the West, Kansas City Schlegel won a wild game, 69-67, over Wichita Heights. Steve had a motto a couple weeks ago that was saying, the West is the best. Right. And that might end up being true on the boys' side because there are some very good teams out of the West that are playing today. But on the girls' side, it was the East that was not the least. Right. And the Heights game really, really surprised me. I just didn't think, you know, Schlegel... And Schlegel is young. Yeah. They, you look at their roster, and it is sophomore, sophomore, freshman, freshman, yeah. sophomore, sophomore. So, yeah, Schle that really surprised me because Heights has a great tradition. And now you got the 6-7 and seven meeting in a semifinal, whereas in the top bracket you got the standard one versus four. So the games that will be happening on Friday for 5A on the girls' side, McPherson and St. Thomas Aquinas at 3 o'clock, and then the late game at 6.30 will be Blue Valley Southwest taking on Kansas City Schlegel. Steve and I are going to go back over to Emporia today to watch the boys' half of the bracket. First game will be Mays, who is undefeated. They've been the number one team in the state all year long. They play at 3 o'clock against St. James Academy. And over Central will then play Pittsburgh. That's the 4-5 game, and that is at 4:45. I'm very excited to watch that game because Andover Central, we saw earlier this year, McPherson gave them a great test even without Jake Alexander that night. So that should be a great game. Then at 6.30... Bishop Carroll, who McPherson lost to in the sub-state final, is the seven seed, taking on Bonner Springs, who is the number two seed. They're 20-2. and two. I think you're going to see a seven beating a two again. Bonner Springs, the last couple of years, has had a couple of very good teams, but they just haven't been able to produce that amount of success. Now, what league are they in? You're, that's up in your area. Well, their they're league... They're not with I, the mighty Olathe East Hawks. No, no, no. Bonner Springs has moved around a little bit, I believe. There was a change in the Frontier League, and a couple other leagues were converging. So I'm not exactly sure where they're at, but I believe that they play Baser-Linwood and Tonganoxie and some of those teams okay. over again, Piper. But Bonner Springs has been very good, mm -hmm. and they just haven't been able to win as much at the highest level. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Bishop Carroll win. And then the final game of the day is one that should be really, really good today in Emporia. Baser-Linwood, who's the three seed, and many people have told me might be one of the best boys teams in the state, is taking on Salina Central, who has been rolling recently. They have been very good. They're 17-5, so that is at 8-15. There are so many good games of this 5A classification. For the West, it was a bad day yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I've got the feeling it could be a good day for the West today. Yeah, and then you look at 4A, where the Bullpups were last year. Ooh. Wow, Andale is the team that we kind of thought would – once Miege got knocked out, we figured Andale. Augusta, 
who was, what, third in the league this year behind Circle and McPherson? I think they were second in were the league. Were they second? Well, Augusta, Jake Sims, former Canton Galva coach, they put it on Andale yesterday. And Andale was up big early in that game, had an 11-0 run early. And what was it the second half? It was like 38-20 to 20 or something like that. It was like 38-10. to 38-10 to 10 or 57, something. 57-43 was the final. Yeah. Augusta beats Andale by 14. This We were saying all year, Augusta is a really good basketball team. And the Bullpups played two really good games to beat them twice. There are some really good games that are happening today in Salina on the girls' half of the bracket because everything switches. Piper's the number one seed playing Eudora. Not as much of an interest in that. Abilene and Nickerson, those are two pretty good teams, but yeah. the power of this bracket is down at the bottom. Bishop Miege taking on Circle, and then Baldwin, a team that we did not get to see this year because that game was canceled when McPherson was going to play them, taking on Ulysses, who we did see. The bottom half of this bracket is very good, but the team that everybody will be following is the team out of Kansas City. Well, of course, and Miege is... I I would love to see Miege and Derby play. I would too. Because I think Miege beats Derby. I really I'm I know the Bullpups lost to Derby this year, but Derby just doesn't wow me. I mean, you look But I at, think that's part of their style. That's yeah. part of their thing is that they're not a wowing presence. They're just so good but defensively. But Kennedy Brown, you know, you look at a 6-6 center with her skill set and you're thinking she should score 20 to 25 and get 15 rebounds a game, but her averages are like 14 and 10 or something. Maybe they've had a lot of blowout games that she didn't play in the fourth They have had a lot of blowout okay. games. McDonald's All-American, Kennedy Brown. Right. Steve, it was a fun day of basketball yesterday. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about McPherson's win over Topeka Seaman and then what's coming up for the rest of the day. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Selm. Steve, a really fun day of basketball yesterday, getting back over to the state tournament. It felt like a business trip for the McPherson girls. Everybody was excited. Great crowd of McPherson fans that made the trip over for an afternoon game. And I get the feeling that it will be another huge crowd coming up tomorrow afternoon. And then if they were able to find a way to win that, I believe at 4 o'clock that the White Auditorium would no longer be white and it would be red. But a really fun day after, or fun day yesterday afternoon as the McPherson girls beat Topeka Seaman. And maybe the story of the day was the phenomenal play by Grace Pyle with 21 points, a career high there, six rebounds, five assists, Seven out of seven from the free throw line, and also her job defensively in the second half of stopping Topeka Seaman's best player, Cameron Turner. That was a coming out party for Grace Pyle and a terrific performance there. But this is a McPherson team that has had all sorts of different individuals step up this year, and Grace Pyle played out of her mind yesterday. Well, I, I can remember I mentioned it on the broadcast last night. We were talking. I, I was watching the Bullpups warm up, and I said, Grace Pyle just cannot miss. 
mean, she is just lighting it up. And she came out and hit three threes in the first half. Then she had that little 8-0 run, personal 8-0 run to start the third quarter, and that blew that game open. And uh, I, what I really liked was her five assists. Yeah. I mean, they started, you know, really doubling up on her when she got the hot hand, and she was just dumping that ball inside to Maggie Leaf and Cassie Cooks, and, and they were, you know, they were scoring at will. And I always say if the Bullpups play a team – the same size as themselves or even a little smaller, they're not going to lose because those post players know how to get to the basket, and the Bullpups, of course, have great skill on the perimeter. One thing that I think we talk about a lot and was shown off yesterday and hopefully can be shown off these next couple of days, and people have probably heard us say it too many times, but this is a team with so much depth. And I think that that depth can wear on people And not just because McPherson doesn't get tired in games. It's not necessarily that. It is that when you look at the top of this box score and three regular starters that on their normal nights will average about 25 points per game together. Right. Emma Ruddle, Lakin Schieferich, Hannah Hakeman. Those four only scored 12 combined points yesterday. Right. And you would think, I think if you would have asked Topeka Seaman or any team that regularly plays McPherson that if you held those three players to 12 points, four points for each of them, that you would actually feel pretty good about your chances. But the thing that kills other teams is when you get a performance like 21 points from Grace Pyle. You throw in nine points for Maggie Leaf. You throw in 12 from Cassie Cooks off the bench. That's the problem of facing a McPherson team is that they're so deep. And not just in terms of who you can throw out there and be on the floor, but who can contribute big time. And the other thing is the Bullpups generally, for about 40% of their shots are threes. They only took nine three-pointers. Season year. low. A season low, nine three-pointers. But I'm telling you right now, after seeing Aquinas play, Bullpups are going to be hatching a whole bunch of threes tomorrow because that's going to be their best chance to win because – as good as Maggie Leaf and Cassie Cooks were yesterday, I'm not sure unless they can get the the big girl in foul trouble for Aquinas. I don't. It's going to be hard for those girls to score inside because they've got her and then the other girl, number 15. I can't remember what her name her is. Her name is Elena Townsell. She's a Division One commit to Hampton University, and she is long and she can jump. Uh, now she doesn't do much scoring. She struggled. Well, the team's leader in points per game at 12 a game. But she struggled yesterday. I think she was like 0 for 8 or something like Because all the points came from uh, Skelton and uh, I can't... Cullen... Culleton. Culleton. Okay. Not Culligan, but Culleton. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's going to be very difficult for the Bullpups to score inside unless they just run their offense to perfection and get a double up and, and drop that pass inside and get a layup. This is a very physical St. Thomas Aquinas team. That the McPherson girls and that's playing. the other thing. If the if I thought our game was refereed real well, yeah, I thought so too. As far as what they were allowing, it was mayhem in that May South Aquinas game. They called nothing. I mean, it was just there were bodies splattered all over the floor yesterday. And even Coach Kenneman was sitting there and he goes, "This is way too rough. This is way." And May South, of course, they were complaining up a storm about how physical Aquinas was. I'm glad that we didn't have to talk about May South, Steve. Yeah. I, I, we, you and I don't like to get too upset and political about things. And 
I'm glad that we didn't have to right. go into details about everything that happened. With I'm glad them I didn't this have to write week. a column about it. I'm really glad that you didn't have to write a, a scathing column well, ripping we, the Kansas State High School Activities Association. I'm glad you didn't either. Well, I that was something you know that that was between the courts, Keisha and May South, and whatever I say really doesn't matter. I'm glad that we just got to keep our lips sealed right and then remain over here in our corner yeah but we are excited about what is coming up tomorrow with mcpherson and st thomas aquinas and when you look at the records for these teams and these two programs they're not just programs they're dynasties they're right. machines they are. and aquinas i don't want to say this as an insult but they're the mini bishop miege machine right because miege has been going on longer and their yeah. and their numbers are better but St. Thomas Aquinas, over these last 25 years, they've made the state tournament every that's, single season. That's what they had on their T-shirts, 25 straight years and counting or something like that on their shirts. That is so hard to do. And it helps that they have some advantages and that they constantly have some very good players that are within their program. But still, to make it to state 25 years in a row, Olathe South had their streak snapped this year, Steve. They lost to Shawnee Mission Northwest, and Olathe South, I think, had been 14 years in a row. Earlier this year, St. Thomas Aquinas and Miege played twice. They lost to Miege both times, lost 56-46 the first time, lost to the second time 50-38. Their other losses on the year came to Blue Valley North by two, and Blue Valley North is very, very good at the Mm -hmm. 6A level, and that other loss came to Liberty, Liberty, Missouri, Missouri, 46-38. So all of their losses are to really, really good teams. And yeah. let's put it this way too, Steve. Who's McPherson's only lost to? Derby. Maybe the number one team in the state with a McDonald's All-American on the team. And the thing, Aquinas plays with a supreme confidence. They look like, I thought from the get-go, they looked like we knew, they knew they were going to win. And I just felt like they really, you know, they played with a lot of confidence. And man, they the Bullpups have to match their intensity tomorrow because that is as intense a team as I've seen. This is another strange statistic. How many times do you think two defending state champions will play each other in a state semifinal? Oh, it, It's probably it, never it, happened. It's probably never happened. Because very rarely are you jumping up into a different classification. I would not imagine that it has happened very many times. But that that's what makes this game so unique. Two teams... That, that the, were state champions. That last were year. state champions a season ago, not playing in the final, yeah. but in the semifinal. Yeah, and, and boy, I, I really wish this game were on Saturday. I just, I wish that that uh, Aquinas and McPherson would play other teams tomorrow and win those games and then meet in the finals because everybody we talked to up there was it. The consensus was the championship game is tomorrow, and whoever wins that game is going to have to be mentally focused on Saturday because there's going to be an awful lot of focus and energy put into that game, and you just don't want to have – you know, there's going to be a big letdown. No matter who wins, there's going to be a letdown going into Saturday because you're going to face either a six seed or a seven seed. Steve, we'll take one more break. When we come back, we'll preview what we're doing today and when we'll be hitting the road. And also, the Inman Teutons who picked up Teutons. a nice win last night in their state opener. We're back after this. Listen to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... 
Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, a fun win for the Inman Teutons last night as well, way out west in Hayes, America. Good win for them to advance into the state semifinals. Inman has a great chance to win a state championship for the McPherson area teams on the boys' side in 2A as well. And that's a tournament where I think form's going to hold true. I think it's going to be 1-2, and two, Inman and Trinity. Uh, when they played earlier this year, Trinity was a 9-point winner, but it was a 40-40 game. With about six minutes to go, and then I think Trinity outscored them 9-1 the last four minutes of the game. But Inman's playing really well right now. They were really sharp last night. Shot it well from the field. Shot it well from the line. Had great balance. You know, they've got the complete package. Mason Teeson, really good big man. Peyton Fraze, you know, the quintessential point guard. Jackson Eddies, the X-Factor. He had 21 points last night. And then all of a sudden you got a freshman, a child shall leadeth. And Jace Dirksen, he has just been a double, you know, he's been scoring in double figures about every game here in the last month. And he was also, he had 12 last night. So the two tons again will play on Friday. I think they've got the late game at Hayes at 815. Right. Ness City. And they won in overtime last night over Bishop Seabury Academy out of Lawrence. Steve, we're going back over to Emporia today. Boys games, Mays taking on St. James Academy, Andover Central against Pittsburgh, Bonner Springs against Bishop Carroll, and Baser Linwood taking on Salina Central. I need your four winners for those games off the top of your head. Mays. Over St. James. Andover Central. Over Pittsburgh. And then the third game is? Carroll against Bonner Springs. I'm picking Carroll, as, even though they're the seventh seed. Baser Linwood, Salina Central. I'm going Baser Linwood. Okay, so that is one team from the East. And three teams from the West. Well, I'll make it 4-4 then. So, I, I was really stunned yesterday. I mean, I didn't see any way Wichita Heights was going to lose on the girls' side. So, that was a surprise. And then, you know, we wa- I, I watched that Goddard team warm up. And they just, I don't know, they didn't seem very athletic to me. Not to, I don't mean to slam them or anything, but I just felt like they were going to get beat. I just did. And I thought that going, you know, when we were heading up to Emporia, I said, I said, I just don't I don't have a lot of faith in this Goddard team for some reason. They didn't play a real strong schedule. All right, rest up. We got a big one coming up tomorrow afternoon, but we are heading back over to Emporia right now, so stay tuned at midkansasonline.com and on the social media in order to keep up with what is I going do on over there. Media. Yeah, I know you don't, Steve. <laughs> Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.